in energy eternally and immortal life we are already living when we remember sharing presence is the gift we are forgiving there's no time to hesitate in high school I was a punching bag when I got out I was a punching fag you fuck with me I'll fuck with you back ain't gonna fall between the cracks Kikatron ain't the name of a band. Ask Kikatron is the name of a plan. Ask Kikatron, you gotta use your hand. Ask Kikatron for woman or man. Yeah, I'm so bad. 
Welcome to the Weekly Review! That was a band called Millions of Dead Cops, or MDC. The song called Dead Cops slash America So Straight. Before that, we heard Ask Kickatron with Vagatron. Thanks to Gentry and Brian for recommending these songs. Posted recently about folks' favorite queer core songs, and thankfully, there's a lot to choose from. So thanks, folks, for recommending some songs. Saw a documentary at Frameline recently that was about the queer core movement and homocore, the magazine that started out, and talking about the punk movement and how queer folks were involved with that and how a lot of people felt more at home there than they did uh, as part of gay culture as a whole. And that was really a great film. Uh, Yoni Lester was the director. I'll find the name of it. Waking up here, you're listening to the Weekly Review here on Mutiny Radio. It's Friday, June 23rd, 2017. It's Pride Month again. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to sound so sinister. It's There's a lot happening. Gratefully, there is a lot happening, and it's also overwhelming, and also brings out a lot when so much is condensed into a short amount of time. So here in San Francisco, there's a Frameline Film Fest. There's also a lot of Pride events for varying identities along the queer spectrum of identities. So the big the big parade's happening on Sunday, and there's already, not already, but there of course has been a lot of uh, disagreements and uh, frustrations due to the corporate sponsorship taking more precedence than what the Grand Marshals want and what the people want, as has happened before. Last year, Black Lives Matter was, they were asked to be a big part of the parade, and then when they said, hey, let's not have uh, police presence here, the again, the, the board refused, and so Black Lives Matter folks decided to step away. And something similar is happening again this year when we're talking about having a resistance contingent, which they've done in L.A., and especially, I think there always should be a resistance contingent even before this election, this previous election happened. We do need more. We do need more of that. And so instead of saying, oh, yeah, sure, let's have the whole Pride Parade be a resistant. You know, let's have it before the people because there's a lot to resist right now. There's always a lot to resist and especially, especially now. And so not only are they not making it, oh, the full the full on parade, they are um, they've been they've said that they are going to kind of they've been minimizing the resistance's segment in the parade and really just not listening to people. And I don't understand how you can say that you're for the people and make folks grand marshals and then not listen to what they have to say and not listen to their input. I think that's really dismissive and that's just very characteristic with with the pride. You know, we don't need yeah, I get that you know, folks need money to have a protest, but there's been a lot of folks saying that that wasn't always the case. First of all, of course, we go back in time, and it started because there was a fucking riot. There were people fighting against the police who were raiding gay bars and queer bars and arresting people, and it was trans women of color, mostly, and drag queens and folks fighting back against the cops who were the ones who kind of started it out. And yet, it's still, these are the folks who are the most marginalized and the most harassed and not not listened to. And so, in a lot of ways, things haven't changed, where the people who have the most power and privilege, a lot of more, you know, wealthy, white, cis, gay men, end up saying, okay, this is what we want to do, we'll, we'll take the money, this is what the kind of parade we'll have, and we'll put marriage equality ahead of other issues, such as, you know, folks not having housing or mental health care, uh, people being deported, people being incarcerated, violence against communities, 
and that's that's kind of why we're at where we're at now. We don't see there's not a lot of changes that have happened. There are some, at the same time, the same folks who were the punching bags are still being treated as such by the community itself, not just police, not just society at large, but the community itself, and that's really sad. Oh, so that's why we're playing some queer core songs, some angry punk queer songs to get folks in the mood. I might also play some village people because I'm known to do that. They definitely do not fall under the queer core category, but I like them a lot. And we don't hear from them too often. And also some of the songs we do hear are very, there's only a few that we hear and they, they were quite prolific. Okay. Maybe not prolific. They had a lot of great songs though. And uh, I appreciate, I, it's, it's not even a guilty pleasure because I feel no guilt. I have more of an association with the village people than I do with Britney Spears. Let's put it that way. So if you go to a club and you hear someone playing some, you know, a pop, a person who does pop music and maybe doesn't, you know, say as much, I I have much more of a connection with the village people. So that's where we're going to be. And that's what we'll be doing. We have a great guest coming in at 1230, Marga Gomez. Very excited. I met Marga a number of years ago. She's a San Francisco institution. She's incredible. She's funny. She's amazing. Um, if you haven't seen her perform yet, you should definitely do that. She's great. Ugh, just, yeah, we're so grateful to have her here. So she'll be coming in in a little bit. So very much looking forward to that. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, yeah. There's just, yeah, there's a lot happening in the world. So I don't, how, uh, uh, trigger warning. This is a news program talking about living in the United States in 2017, as long as the United States lasts. I don't know how united it is. We're united in victim-blaming, I think, and in fear-mongering, planning wars. We're united in poverty. Uh, we're united in not questioning authority. And I shouldn't say I, that's not true. I mean, a lot of people do question authority. It just feels like this is like the comment. I was in an argument earlier today, or was it yesterday? I couldn't. I didn't really sleep. I had an energy. I did a show last night, and uh, I... They, the bar didn't have any tea, so then I was like, oh, maybe I'll have like an energy. I don't drink soda usually, so then I was like, oh, I'll have, a, maybe I'll have an energy drink. And anyway, so at five in the morning, I am commenting on people's threads who had, were affiliated or knew people, or I don't know, maybe maybe their threads were public and it was people they didn't know. I didn't, I didn't research too much. The po- folks were commenting on these people's threads, but it was just a lot of, whoa, victim blaming, and I can't, it, it's enraging. People who really want to defend murderous cops, and there's no place for that. There's really none. So, ugh. My point being, that's what one spends time doing online. And I also encourage other folks, when you have the energy, not even when you don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's like long overdue, though. We need to have these conversations. We need to call people out or call people in, whatever language someone wants to use. And also, especially for groups that you are not, that you necessarily, don't necessarily identify with, it's really important to speak up. And it's also, it's, you know, people shouldn't have to do the emotional labor to defend their own humanity and to justify their existence. I think also within the last week, there was... Um, there's a, an article that came out on Medium that was very turfy. And for folks who don't know what, the, what turf means, it's T-E-R-F, and it's trans-exclusionary radical feminist. And I don't think it's radical. I don't think it's, they're feminists. They're just trans-exclusive and not like They're just trans-exclusionary, I should say. So these are cis folks who are like, oh, trans women, you know, they just denying trans women their womanhood and their identities. And it's really disgusting and gross. And it's violent. It's very violent. So someone, a cis woman wrote an article about like, 
well, it's my right to be discriminatory against trans women. And a lot of us were like, no, shut up. Stop it. Stop talking. Stop it. Um, as if to, it just was really, it, it, it's so, it's dehumanizing and it's exhausting. And it's again and again, folks with more privilege, putting it down those who, who have less privilege. And that's, it's, I guess it's the American way and it needs to end. And when someone calls you out on it, it's important to listen, especially if it's someone who's from one of those groups that you are tar- you're targeting and talking about. So I was in this, I was on a, I was on a, uh, a friend's page, a friend posted this article, which I found to be problematic. And so I was like, all right, I got I to gotta comment on this. And I was going back and forth with this one person who was just refusing to, to listen. And my, what I was coming away with is that, yes, there is misinformation out there. There is some ignorance out there. Uh, fear-mongering out there and then also folks are really scared and that that shouldn't you know that shouldn't be an that's that that is by no that is no excuse for people's behavior especially violence um i do feel that a lot of folks are feeling really afraid right now and it's easy for people to lash out at each other especially in marginalized communities we're feeling there's always been uh, for black folks for indigenous folks like the list can go on and on with various identities and intersections here in this country and around the world, especially in this country, we've really seen that. And it's always been here, and now we're seeing even more overt attacks, more microaggressions, more assaults. My Facebook feed is reading, like, folks reporting the, their own hate crimes that they are experiencing, anywhere from just comments to people having rocks thrown at them to finding Confederate flags in New York City. I mean, there shouldn't, shouldn't be anywhere, honestly. But it's not, there's like not this idea that, oh, well, I should be safe here because people aren't feeling safe anywhere. There are people who were assaulted and sent to the hospital. I mean, it's not just some random thing and it's not people overreacting. This is actually happening. And it's important that we talk about it and acknowledge that it's happening. Ugh. 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 So this is happening. This is happening. And I get that depending on your communities, it might not happen to folks you know. For a lot of us, it's happening to a lot of people that we do know. So it's, it's really important that we talk about it and, acknowledge it and acknowledge it and validate people's experiences that this is happening. Because pretending it's not happening is not going to help. I know it'd be great if we could just think that maybe, oh, it's just this one-time thing, or maybe it's a misunderstanding. And there, that seems to be the way a lot of this thinking goes, that somehow it's victim-blaming. This idea that Someone speaks up, especially if it's someone in a position of power. We see that a lot, especially with the sexual assault cases. People speak up. They name names. They say, this person did this to me. And people are so reluctant to listen. And then on top of that, to hold people accountable. And we've seen that all the way up to the the top of the ladder. I, I want to be hopeful. I want to say that this next generation knows what they're doing, that there's massive resistance, that people will rebel. I have been talking for years about a, a female army, an all-female army. I love that idea. I love just, you know, people, the the idea of the military in some way, well, a lot of things about it make me upset and angry, and it's more the system. I don't necessarily want to talk about the people involved. I mean, the people who involved who plan it, I feel frustrated. I mean, those folks, I feel like, should be held accountable. It's more the system that's in place, whether it's the military, whether it's law enforcement, the idea that certain people are given power and authority over others. And under the idea of, you know, serving and protecting or going to another country to quote unquote liberate them when here in this country, 
People aren't liberated. People aren't safe. What was my point? Yes, a lot of this is happening and has been happening for a long time. Victim blaming, systems that are in place. Yeah, so people kind of go along with a system as opposed to questioning it. And if someone's a part of that system, they tend to get away with a lot more. So what can we do to build other... I don't know if system isn't necessarily the correct word. We need to find other, we need to find alternatives. In Oakland and Berkeley, they have been talking about defunding the police and also not dealing, doing work with Urban Shield. And unfortunately, <sighs> Berkeley still agreed, the mayor and some other folks agreed to still have Urban Shield in Berkeley. And Urban Shield's like the big weapons expo, which is not helpful to anybody. If you care about humanity, we don't need more weapons. And many folks, I want to say hundreds of folks, protested, and people were arrested violently. I think all, all arrests are pretty violent anyway, but even, even more so here. Folks speaking out against something that's problematic. Then the, the cops come in, they're ready, and they're, they're hurting people. And this happened in Berkeley. So going back, what, I mean, there's a lot of, I get that there's a lot to complain about, and a lot to, it's, it feels insurmountable in a way. So I feel it's crucial that we talk about alternatives. How do we build alternatives? And yes, we might not see it in our lifetimes. However, it's really important that we plant these seeds. So one can be to defund the police, put the funds elsewhere, like for mental health care, for housing, for arts and music in the schools, for schools in the first place. To stick around. I know that schools are institutions too, and that's, that's we have a conversation about that. Alternatives to, to funding police and military, I think would be great, would be helpful for humanity as a whole. Also, demilitarization. I don't know if it's possible, but why not give it a shot? I was not planning on making that a pun. Not really a pun, but wordplay. You get it. That happened. Also, creating alternatives, which I think is probably the best thing to do and also the most complicated. So, creating community accountability, which is really difficult. Anyone who's ever been part of the comedy community, I'm raising my hand, or improv community, also raising my hand. Um, and I'm sure a lot of other artistic communities or any other communities know it's really difficult to hold people accountable. There's still a lot of abuse that happens, especially in people who have positions of power. How do you do that? How do you, again, hold people accountable, call people out? And then also, there's this thing of banishing people where, yes, you want to keep people in the community safe. And at the same time, just kicking someone out and not following up or saying, hey, please change your behavior so you don't continue this elsewhere is also important that, that this needs to happen. So if we can create alternatives and people don't also just don't call the police, first of all, that's one thing to do, um, so just to recognize okay, we don't have this. If the if it comes down to people need to feel safe and protect themselves, what can we do to protect people? How can community watch out for each other? How can neighbors watch out for each other? So part of that's also just meeting your neighbors. I know it's, it's not easy. It's not necessarily as easy as it used to be. Folks are really wanting to be quote unquote independent or keep to themselves. And it's hard, especially with social anxiety. However, what does that mean if we actually go out and talk to the folks that we live next to and we work next to and if we can trust each other more instead of relying on the state to protect us, that would be great. Speaking of people not being protected, Mitch McConnell, why is he protected? There's a number of people. There's a 13 senators who are trying to pass this horrible health care, it's not even health care bill, restricting health care, most of which is about reproductive health care. It's just, it's going to affect millions of people. It's terrible. We know who these people are. Why are they still walking around? Why? 
a comedian made a joke a number of years ago saying we know who the most you know wealthy people are and it was kind of along the lines of the 99 percent right around that time right before shortly before that what became a big thing and it's like we know who these folks are who have the most wealth and power so what are we doing they're outnumbered yes they have the money however we have the people power so what are we doing what can we do and i feel that way about some of these people in congress who are literally trying to kill us what are we doing? So folks went to Mitch McConnell's office. Uh, many folks, including some disabled uh, folks who are disabled, apologize again. I get that language is complicated. Uh, uh, there's okay. And people were arrested. People were removed from their wheelchairs. People were had were put in zip ties. It was disgusting. There's also a protest here in San Francisco in front of the federal building, and people did a die-in, which is a very a common and an awesome thing. Uh, like uh, protest action to do and this dude on his motorcycle white 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 cis dude surprise um came on definitely looks like i don't know i don't want to like make accusations about anyone's lifestyle but it seems like he's totally on steroids like in a really unhealthy way anyway from the photos he also apparently is part of the poor and i have i think the sex work industry as long as it's consensual totally cool i don't want to shame that at all apparently he works in that industry and has not been a good person in that industry so anyway, he was found afterwards. He was like arrested and then let go because he's a white guy. Anyway, he like ran his motorcycle at these folks who are lying on in the middle of the street, and it's like people are trying to protest their the people not having for the greater good. People are protesting to have, not have their health care removed, and this guy like ran. He went the wrong way on a one way street, almost hitting people on his motorcycle, and then he was like, and it's like, wow, you're what a piece of work, San Francisco. Great. So that happened here in DC. We so we we saw there are photos of folks, disabled folks, being arrested. Uh, cops following orders. I heard there are some cops who didn't follow orders. I would like to hear more stories about that. I'm very. We all know how I feel about law enforcement in general. And again, it's systemic. So I want to say that it's a it's a system. It's folks. If we can offer jobs for other things, then maybe people wouldn't be as inclined to join forces that end up hurting people or the systems that are based on hurting people. So again, really wanting to focus on the systems every now and then someone says, Oh, I know so-and-so is a cop and they're a good person. And da, da, da. And it's also, you can be like, you can have good ideals and still work for a corporation or a company that doesn't do good things. I myself have done that. A lot of us have done that. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of choices under capitalism to find work that's helpful for humanity. So that's another thing we need to be able to do is how to provide for each other and not have it so that folks have few things to choose from to support themselves, including harming other people going along with that. So apparently there are some cops who, who refuse to arrest disabled people. And it's kind of like, I guess that's that's the bar that we we're setting. It. So it's like, we need, anyway, we need more of that. We need more folks speaking up. We need more whistleblowers. Many, many, many more people speaking up. And I applaud the folks who are out there literally putting their bodies on the line. And that happens in a lot of ways, not just to protest people who it's not safe to fucking walk out the door every day because you may be targeted by a police officer or by someone who's fucking racist or misogynist or homophobic or transphobic or xenophobic. A young Muslim woman was murdered in Virginia the last couple of weeks ago. And the police are not viewing this as a hate crime. And it's not that, yeah, and it's like, of course they wouldn't fucking view it as a, it's just, it's, it's enraging. And we also just need to recognize that this is happening. So, feels like that's a big, big part of the roundup is just to acknowledge what's happening. And it continues to happen, I'm sure, as I'm, I I don't want to say as as I'm talking, but that's kind of the way 
That's kind of what we're going through right now. I'll read a few headlines, and then we'll play some more music. Maybe I'll put on some village people, because I can. That's one thing. Sharing resources, sharing what we can for the greater good. DAPL whistleblower is hiding after receiving threats. There's an article on hpr1.com uh, about a whistleblower who is uh, willing to testify in court, um, who is willing to testify in court against the uh, the DAPL. Uh, she was a former DAPL security employee. And again, it's women standing up for what's right. We have a phone call. Hello? Hello. Hi, Gail. Hey, who am I speaking to? This is Roman. Roman, I remember that name. Me too. So, Roman, what's the deal? What are you doing? Are you doing the show today? I am doing the show today. That's why I'm here. Oh, yeah, sure. Now, let me see. I always try to, you know, because some people don't like to play. I call it play when I call it and have some fun. Uh-huh. And then other people don't care for me to bother them on their show, which is fine. That's their show. Mm -hmm. I just got to pick and choose and find out the ones that don't mind me calling. Sure. Well, we're happy to have more voices on the air here. Well, all right, because I'm not everyone's cup of tea. So, uh, well, I'm trying to find out, you, are you keeping up with that guy who went to South, North Korea? Oh, we haven't even... And he died? Oh, yeah, we haven't even gotten there yet. We're pretty much, we're still talking about what's happening here in the States. Well, they're going to have a 2020 tonight covering that story uh, on Channel 7 around about 9, maybe, or 10. Uh-huh. And what I was trying to ask people is, why did that guy go to North Korea? That's a great question. We we don't know. I mean, apparently he was warned not to, but he just decided to go anyway. Well, I, I don't know the full story. Part. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to figure out why this young guy who's going to travel somewhere yeah. would choose to travel to a country that is oppressive like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, where's the fun there? No, there wasn't much fun there. Yeah. Well, and what was the reason for him going? Maybe he didn't even understand the threat, and maybe he grew up with a lot of privilege, and this is all my conjecture. He just didn't understand the severity of the situation there, and maybe he got away with a lot here in the States and thought he could also get away with a lot there. That could be it. Because, you know, he toward, I understand, he toward the poster off the wall. Yeah. And, and uh, he was going to use it for a souvenir. Yeah. I, I mean, do look what they do here. They go over there, and they paint up people's houses. They graffiti, and, and different gang members think they own something. They don't own it, but they say this is their territory, and very permissive. So, but then my other thing is, is why the hell they couldn't get them out? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I haven't honestly been paying too much attention to that case, as there's well, a lot. I'm surprised yeah. that he died. See, I didn't know. I know they sent them back home after a year and six months. Now I heard on TV this morning that he was in a coma for a year. Uh-huh. And then they sent them back, and he never woke up. Mm. So what I'm trying to figure out is how come they didn't spring him? I, That's I, why I'm going to try to watch this show tonight to find out, um, you know, because I don't like to travel much anyway. Oh, how come? Oh, man, I'm so sick, man. Oh, I see. I mean, I got bad arthritis. And I have four joint replacements, two knees, two hips. And I wasn't much on traveling even before. I see. You know, uh, 
I know I don't like to try. I mean, I've been places, but but you know, mainly I like to stay rooted in one place. Some people just like to travel and travel and travel, you know. But but, but of course, if I had big money, you know. Yeah. Did you hear George Clooney and his partner Cindy Crawford's um, husband? Yeah. A billion dollars for their tequila company. Yeah. That they started four years ago. Mm-hmm. How come you? What are you are you going to start a company and make some money? No, that's not really my incentive. I'd rather uh, exist in the world, and if I start something, it'd be hopefully more of a cooperative that helps people and would not be as concerned with uh, well, raising capital. So, oh, capitalism is good thing. Uh, I disagree. But that's right. Everyone can have their own opinion. Yes. But my thing is, if you don't like capitalism, but that money you can generate through that, you can put it into the causes you want to see advance. Yeah, but what if one of the causes I want to see advance is an end to capitalism and just more like equality for everybody, regardless of your income? Well, that's not communism, is it? It could be similar to communism or socialism. No, no, I'm or, not, yeah. Look, I'm telling you. There's billionaires in China. Yeah. So that's not true communism from what no, I can it's, figure out. Oh, it's out. definitely not true communism. It's, it gives communism a bad name. I mean, if they, we give communism, I mean, if they got billionaires in China yeah. and they're doing uh, business, that's not communism anymore. I agree. No communism. But yeah, maybe we need actual communism. Something no, closer I don't to like that. actual communism at all. What, you don't believe that people I mean, should get their... you could have their... your own thing, but yeah. my thing is individual freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, like religion. I'm not big on religion. Uh-huh. But if people like religion, that's fine with me. Sure. As long as they don't do harm with religion. Yeah. Because when they start harming other people with their religious beliefs... Yeah. And they're going outside of themselves, and it's not about themselves anymore. It's about the harm they're doing to other people. Right. So that I'm all into do what you want as long as you're not harming anyone else. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like people get all upset over gay people. is an abomination and all that. That doesn't bother me. I mean, what bothers me more is the people that go out and knock you over the head for no reason. Yeah. You know? I mean, really? I mean, I mean, come on. Know what I say? When you when a person gets to be perfect, then they're gonna start telling other people how they're gonna live. Mm-hmm. And the hook to that is, no one's ever gonna be perfect. Yeah. So they have no business telling other people how they're gonna live. Yeah. I mean, it really gets me with the Republicans. Yeah. You know. That, did you see Johnny Depp made a statement now? I, I did see his statement, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, as much as I want Trump to go, mm-hmm. I don't want him to go in debt. I just want him to get out of there. Mm-hmm. But people don't think. They think he's bad? Pence Who's is bad. Who's behind him? And Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. I think they're all bad. I like yeah, them all to Yeah, but you see with Trump, he's out there, right there. There's no trans... I mean... You know what he's doing. He's right there tweeting the way he's doing it. He's not sneaky. Now, the vice president... Yeah, he's terrible. ...was the governor of Indiana was going against uh, uh, gay people. He's very religious or whatever. Yeah, religious in quotes, yeah. Now, he's a career politician. Yeah. He don't know how to 
sneak around and do things, and you'll never know what he's doing. Yeah. It's he's sneaky. Yeah. At least Trump is not so sneaky. He's right out there. Yeah, he's a... He's out there with his garbage. He's an overt fascist. Say what? He's an overt fascist. Well, yeah, but these other people, they think Trump's bad. But at least Trump is transparent. But Michael is. What is he? Mm. I mean, what got me when someone told me he was trying to open conversion centers or something. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, that's torture. He advocates torture and has advocated torture. Now, now, they don't say that is torture. It is, though. Well, of course it's probably is. I've never been. Yeah. I've well, never I, I, been, I, I know people but... who have been, and it is torture. It is. Well, is it psychological torture or physical torture both. or both? It's both. People get, like, electroshock therapy. People are... Oh. It's like, similar to prison. You're taken away from your families. You're physically assaulted sometimes. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You mean they're going to take them out, the guys saying they want to go? The, I thought they had to volunteer to go. No, some people, especially a lot of parents, will, like, involuntarily put their children into conversion into conversion. Some people do sign up to go, and other times it's parents who say to their children, you're gay, I don't believe in that, or trans, or whatever, and they they send their children off to these conversion centers. And what is the root of that? The root is, I would say, ignorance, fear-mongering, and a religion. lot of time it's... Religion! There we go. Yep, I was going to get to that. Yes, religion. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Religion is okay, as long as you don't do harm with it. Right. I think that's true with everything, though. <laughs> but a lot of it is based on religion. Yeah. Like ISIS and uh, what, the Taliban, they want to keep you in the 14th century. Yeah, same with the Christian supremacists here in this country. I feel like there should be more people talking about that, the people who want to restrict ab- abortion. That, I mean, we should be focusing on stopping them. Uh, I think Again, that's... Again, yeah. personal choice. Yeah, exactly. Everyone should have access and, to health care. And some of these Republicans, like the vice president, they're really religious. Yeah. They're ruined by the Bible, not by the government. Yeah. I, I, but I want to know, since we're on this, I want to know when did abortion become illegal? When do, I think it depends on the state. Like, they're making it less and less accessible no, no, no. to people. You, you know, <clears throat> yeah. I'm talking about way back. When did abortion become illegal? In the 1700s? The 1800s? When did someone say, we can't be doing this anymore? Well, I would say it's similar to when Columbus, you know, came around. It's, I think a lot of the, the colonization <clears throat> has led to women not having control over their bodies. I mean, if we're talking about what's happened here in this nation, that is... I'm just talking about all over the world. Right? Oh, I think it depends on the, the region, because there's certainly, it's more restrictive in some places than others. Well, I'm just trying to figure out when, because maybe this was just an ordinary yeah. medical procedure up to some year. Yeah, I mean, it was legalized here in 73. Oh, I'm not talking but, about it was legalized. I'm yeah. talking about when there was no, if you know, you, what I'm saying is, yeah, it's legalized. But I'm talking about when before all this controversy came up that they decided to make laws saying abortion was illegal. Yeah, well, I'm looking now online, so take that with a grain of salt. But oh, they're you saying, figure it out, huh? Oh, I'm, I'm just looking at one one source, which, yeah. So they're saying that abortion became illegal by statute in Britain in 1803, and then began to appear in the United States in the 1820s. Uh huh. You see? So, well, you know, they didn't get the vote woman to 1920. Yeah. 
And then uh, maybe I told you before, which I don't know, that you couldn't be raped in your marriage until 1984. Ugh. So women could be raped, raped, raped all they want in marriage, but that wasn't rape. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. I screwed up. Well, thanks for calling in, Gail. All right. Bye now. All right. We'll talk to you. Talk to you soon. <laughs> bye. All right. Thanks to Gail for, for calling in. Uh, Margaret Gomez has just joined us. We're going to take a bit of a music break while we get all set up. And we'll be back in just uh, just a little bit.
Welcome back to the Weekly Review. We're joined here by a great person, Ms. Marga Gomez. Marga, thank you for being here. Thanks, Roman. I forgot to do a mic check. Oh, he sounds it, good to me. Does sound all right? Yeah. Okay. What about uh, you folks listening? Do I sound all right? Yay! Yeah. This isn't actually my my full throated voice. I'm I I don't know what voice I'm doing now. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about radio is that we can experiment with voices. Uh huh. Yeah. So and also this is as I mentioned, this is a pretty casual show. Even though the Hello. The, the content can Hello, be very lads and lassies. can be very serious. It's really nice to have some levity and Thank some you. humor. That's me. It's <laughs> that's it's, me because I'm um I'm an escapist. Yeah. And I can't handle the truth, so <laughs> I live in a little world and I. I was five minutes late, oh. Roman, because I was hypnotized by something, a little magical, whimsical thing that yes. is what San Francisco used to be. Yes. I'm walking down this very, very steep hill that, that they put steps in it because it's so steep, yeah. you know, this, this city. That's why, um, that's why I have such incredible calf, calf muscles. <laughs> Um, no calves were hurt, but I have calf <laughs> muscles. They're not from a real, you know, little yeah. calf from a farm, but yeah. I have, I, we all have calves. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I'm, I'm going down this hill and, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to be so on time for Roman's show. And, and Molly, <laughs> Molly Molly's I'm here on with Molly us right now. Yeah. And so um, there just are somebody got all these baby ducks. And I know somebody could say, oh, that's landfill. But let's just pretend yeah. that baby ducks go back into heaven or wherever atheists, uh-huh. you know, yeah. go. And and there were just hundreds on these steps. It's kind of like... Um, uh, the Filbert steps in North Beach where they put those candles or for Latino, you know, uh, rituals, those little candles. Mm-hmm. But they were little baby uh, rubber ducks that you put in the bathtub. And there was at least 100. And then you, when I got to the corner, there was like 100 more going around the other side or maybe more than 100. And people were stopping and children were, you know, wanting to take the ducks. And I said, get your fucking hands off. Those are, that's art. Somebody's, somebody's thesis, somebody's doctorate. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know. I don't know what that has to do with Pride season. But then, uh, then I had to call my my friend. Yes. And she said, "Oh, well, it is gay because in uh, Spanish, uh-huh. derogatory term oh. for gays is pato, which means yeah. duck." Oh, I didn't. Oh. Yeah, but maybe it's pato pride. Yeah, pato pride. It's <laughs> yeah. their own little parade. Yeah. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, sad they can't. All right, that's okay. <laughs> we can get sad with that's the wind. Right. They could move. Oh yeah. 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 Maybe change directions a little bit. Have their own contingents. I'm gonna take a sponge bath. I'm gonna back down. <laughs> Just all those ducks. Yeah. I forgot to squeak of them, though. Because don't they squeak? Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. usually, yeah. No. Well, that's cool. I always appreciate when I see things like that that remind me of old, or not old People used to do that all the time, yes. Or more just kind of... I lived in uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, you oh, know yeah. it, right? Oh, yes, I know Williamsburg. And um, in the uh, before all the artists were displaced, yeah, uh, you know, uh, the people of color, then the artists, and everybody was... But before... Before that, uh, I was there during uh, the blizzard of, I think it was like 2003 or something, huge blizzard, and yeah. there were many, many artists there, and so they started making these snow person installations How everywhere. Cool. Yeah. They <laughs> couldn't just make a snowman. It was like snow things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Aliens and all that. So, um, yeah, artists yeah. are great. I have no... 
I had, I, you know, I mean, I'm an artist. I, I write and I, I, I say words yeah. on stage, but I have really poor visual sense. Oh. Yeah, I just can't. I, I have tunnel vision. Okay. But what I can see, spot on. Yeah. I mean, I feel like artists are so unfortunately not really taken care of in this in this country, certainly. And imagine what it would be like if artists were compensated for their work, for instance, or if you could actually make a living as an artist. Yeah, or if we were revered. Yeah, we were the revered. 1%. That's a good word. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and accountants were the 99%. Or, yeah, yeah. That would be great. That would be really nice. I mean, it's it's easy to forget how. No, that important. probably wouldn't be good. Every, everything should be fair. Yeah. It should be no one percent. Everybody just gets you know what they need. Four point five percent, and that's it. Yeah, four point five. My trauma signs say we are the four point five percent. Yeah. That can work. Yeah. So, you, how long have you been back here in San Francisco? Then. Yep. You mean how long have I been living in San Francisco? Yeah, because you mentioned Williamsburg, but I know you're you're out here before. Oh then. well, I've been uh, I've been living in San Francisco for about thirty years, yeah. but I came from New York, yeah. and in that time, I have uh, a rent. Con- I think it's safe to say this on Mutiny Radio, where yes. no one. Listens. You know, we'll, we'll try to change the law <laughs> yeah. just so that Marga Gomez can be evicted. Yeah. But part of the reason I've been able to be an artist yeah. is the one, you know, I've never, never had a, you know, I've had a few little breaks here and there, which yeah. I've squandered. But the the break that I haven't squandered was yeah. I got a, a rent-controlled studio apartment. Nice. And uh, so I've had that forever. And nice. so that's why I've been here. But in that time, because the rent was affordable and also there was a time when I was, I was prosperous, you know, and I had like, you know, agency, uh, CAA, yeah. I was with them. I call them Kaka. They were <laughs> fucked up. I hate oh. them. But anyway, they, they lured me. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so that was, I was making some bucks. And so I was able to keep that apartment and then, and then have other apartments. So that for a oh, while wow. I lived in, uh, Los Angeles, uh, when I was with that agency, yeah. you know, and I was going out for, I was going out for roles that were the, uh, you know, stereotypical Latina roles, the Latina huh. maid, the Latina uh. hooker, the Latina midwife. Occasionally, there was a nuanced, complex Latina role. She was a hooker and a midwife. Uh, but, um, and then, and then you know, I got, I, I wrote a show about that, mm-hmm. that experience called Jaywalker. Mm. And then from that show, I realized, wow, I really hate L.A. Yeah. And then I just moved to New York at sort of the, she kind of laid down the gauntlet, Sarah Schulman, yes. the great writer. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. She said, uh, you know, San Francisco's too easy for you. You should move to New York. Huh. And New York's easy also, actually. <laughs> L.A., hard. Yeah. Uh, so I moved to New York, and, you know, that was, so I got this apartment in Williamsburg. And uh, and in New York, I, you know, I, I, I got to do some uh, off-Broadway off theater, which was super awesome. And my... Uh, the end of my, uh, and then I kept this apartment in San Francisco, and I sublet it mm-hmm. uh, illegally uh-huh. uh, to people that kind of just um, uh, they were they didn't do what I thought they were going to do. Yeah, like one woman I sublet to, uh, she turned out to be a chain smoker. Oh, and so when she left, all and they all sort of flee from my my apartment. Isn't the best. There's no fleas in my apartment, but they leave abruptly, and yes. then they, you know. Um, so she just totally just infested the apartment with her smoke. Oh. 
And then I sublet it to a friend of mine, uh, and I love her. I love yeah. her, but she, you know, and I didn't charge any extra. So then she moved in her girlfriend, and then they, you know, because the whole scam with my landlord was she was supposed to be my girlfriend. So if they're, you know, so then yeah. they couldn't evict her right. because that'd be homophobia. Yeah. But then she moved in, and this was before there was polyamory. <laughs> so, you know, what am I? They're oh. both my girlfriends? No. Oh. And then they moved in a dog. Oh, and wow. A, but then they left all of a sudden, too. Yeah. So, uh, so then I just kept it empty, and I lived in New York, and... And this was, again, before everybody got displaced. And Williamsburg was just sort of on the cusp of becoming this hideous uh, trust fund Mm -hmm. banker residence gated community. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, and and that was that was pretty great. Yeah. But uh, but I gave that up because when I did this off Broadway show, which was really cool, I I came down with this uh, sort of two year case of vertigo. Oh, and uh and so I couldn't I would go on stage but I'd have to take Valium uh-huh. and to, to to do my show was was really weird cuz the producer wouldn't let me ever take a day off. Oh. I had to go from the hospital where they put me on a Valium intravenous. I didn't even know Valium before this. Yeah. I mean I dated a girl named Valium who has it but I, and then the next day I was in doing the show and I was strategically picking spots on stage that I could just hold on to if I started to fall. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds frightening. Yeah, so then I just, I had been in an ambulance in New York, and that's when I decided I don't want to, you know, when if next time I'm in an ambulance, I want to be in San Francisco, because I believe that still those people are the nicest. Mm-hmm. In, in the ambulance in New York, they just just kept yelling at me constantly. Oh, they were judging me. Oh, I think because they thought that I was uh, I OD'd. Oh, yeah. And even if you did, then I mean that's kind of a shitty thing to do to a patient or someone who you're taking care of. Yeah, but can you imagine though being an EMT in New York? No. You could. You could. I mean, even you, Roman, could be yelling at people. Oh yeah. I mean, I yell. I yell at people here in San Francisco, and I'm not an EMT, so. You yell at people. When I'm on my bike, maybe, and there's people in the bike lane. So maybe not directly, but I do yell. You yell at people on the bike lane. When I'm in the bike lane, and there's a car. Bike rage. Oh yes. (laughs) It's on Valencia Street. It's oh, it's oh, I get so angry. You can probably see it in my face right now. I get so you know, and it's not just like someone who's like you know dropping someone off really quickly, but there'll be. There will be cars parked in the bike oh, lane. Oh, the cars. Yes, 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 yes. Not bicycle. Oh, yeah, I'm a bicyclist. So. so you don't yell at the bicyclists. No, no. Oh, okay. Very, very rarely. It's usually. Don't the... you have a little bell that? Uh... I have. A, I don't know. I lost a bell, but it's more like even I even had a bell on my bike for what a about while. An air horn. My, my voice is just so much quicker and more. I'm just used to using that more yeah, as yeah. opposed to. And also things happen so quickly where you're you're going along and there's a car that's in the bike lane. There's no one in the car. They've just like parked there with oh. their blinkers on, and. I mean, I don't, it doesn't make much sense to yell at them. An empty car, I'll still do it. Or no, that's folks, what that's what that's what keys are for. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I've thought about that. Believe me, I've thought about inventing weapon. Anyway, that's a whole other. That's my whole other. Yeah, we should do that. Fantasy off the life. Air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoo! But yeah, I do get. I have a lot of bike rage when I'm on my bike. Here's a weapon that I would. I would like pants that have, um, like almost kind of a James Bond thing uh-huh. where uh, spikes come out but I mean really yes. sharp spikes yes so when uh, when people manspread 
Which yeah. is mostly men who do it. Yeah. I, I would like to say that everyone manspreads, but it's so that the spikes would come out and uh-huh. then they would just be uh, punctured. Ooh. Their legs would be punctured. And it would be like, oh, I'm sorry. I, it's just my pants. I didn't realize you were going to go so far yeah. into my space. Yeah. I should have just told you. Yeah. I like that my idea. Pants are, and put poison on the tips. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But a good kind of poison. That helps them, that goes into their system uh-huh. and changes the the chemistry that makes them uh, so clueless. Yeah. Oh, we're really coming up with good stuff now. I like this idea. Yeah. <laughs> we can have a, our own uh, a new podcast where we just come up with ideas of how to change the world uh-huh. for the better. Yeah. With chemicals. With chemicals. That's, <laughs> yeah. the, that's, the, that's the catch. Yes, yes. Yeah. Herb, homeopathic. Yes. Of course. Well, that will sell well in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have yeah. some different herbs that I'm sure have a lot of different purposes do you uh do you go for western medicine or do you go for the homeopathic stuff a little bit of both I yeah guess. me too it depends on the doctors it's like a, like a homeopathic chaser right yeah yeah uh, whatever yeah. i have access to and i also feel like things that have been around for thousands of years i have much more trust in like mm-hmm. i'm not like big pharma for instance i'm not you know different if i'm having surgery and they give me pain meds i'm not going to turn those down certainly so i think it just depends on the situation I want to be open to the world, but I'm also very skeptical of of meds in general. Yeah. So. I found this wonderful uh, salve. Uh, it's Comfrey something. Uh-huh. And I remember Comfrey from my lesbian separatist days. I would love to hear about that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> really? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I feel like just with with history, you know, it's, there's also just we don't know it was about not, our own history. I can't history. say I can't say it was a good thing. Sure, sure. They were they were, you know, it was sort of. I'm sorry, but it was kind of like Lord of the Flies. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. There was because in any group, yeah, even a lesbian separatist group, there yeah. are going to be people who take advantage. Yes, yeah. and there was and there was this woman. And she was like the leader, and 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 of course, at a time we had it was a coven. Uh-huh. First, it was like a, a lesbian separatist. This was just I was just trying to get laid. <laughs> okay, yeah. it was college. Yeah, and um, you know, I'm sorry, just side sidetrack. Uh-huh. Do you don't mind these? No, this is like great. A, so I went to see this wonderful documentary that I'm so excited about. It's going to go into national release in uh-huh. October. Chavela Vargas. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I'm sorry, let me say yeah. that correctly. Chavela Vargas. Mm-hmm. I don't really roll my R's, but I know I know what people expect from me. Yeah. So, um, and in it, finally, like, she's 80, and she does a press conference, and she finally says what everybody knows, that she's like a big butch dyke. Mm-hmm. Big, hot butch dyke. Mm-hmm. Not that big, really, but she seems, you know, stature, yeah. aura. And then she says, yes, uh, you know, I'm a les- lesbian, and but it's just something, you don't go to school for it. And, I, and, and a lot of us were just laughing because that's how we all came out yeah. in college. Mm-hmm. That's a, that was the whole point of college. <laughs> so in college, um, there was this woman that I was, you know, she was a high school friend. We went, yeah, she was a high school, from high school. And then we wound up going to the same college. And uh, and then we both went to this the women's center, mm-hmm. and the women's center was, you know, it was a it was the rape crisis center, and we did all that training. I wasn't very good. Thank thank goodness I never got a crisis call, 
because I just, uh, you know, just all I could think about was getting laid and I didn't really understand, you know, listen sure. to all the lessons, sure, sure. the things we're supposed to do, the training. Yeah. Um, but I was around and in the, in the, in, in the center, um, you know, I, I pursued, I, I cultivated this uh, sexual relationship with my friend from college and, but, but it, in this, in the context of this, was this this lesbian uh, separatist group where we were taught uh, not to use forks. We couldn't eat. We had to be vegetarian. Okay. So I had to sneak off oh. to eat chicken. You know, uh-huh. I would just have to go find some obscure little place uh, in the town, in the small town we were in, uh, to eat chicken. But we were taught that we had to eat vegetables and we had to use chopsticks because forks and knives were weapons. Wow. So we could only use, we could only eat our <laughs> What food. about spoons? Spoons were okay. Okay. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> spoons were great. Yeah. But no uh, knives and forks. And, um, and they were quite they were just quite mean, and I have always sort of had this, and I don't know exactly what I did in my past lives, uh-huh. but I've always kind of been a target for people who were kind of bullies, and there yeah. were bullies in this group. Yeah, yeah. And um, and there were always um, judgments and all that. So, you know, so so we just, we just went along with it. Um, what else did we do? Oh, okay, you, you'll enjoy this, Roman. We also um, attacked people. <laughs> As a group, um, there was this um, straight woman, but she was kind of a friend when we were trying to induct her into being a lesbian uh-huh. separatist, yeah. witch, uh, coven member. And she told us that in high school, they used to egg people. Uh-huh. And so the leader of the group liked this. So then we started picking people that deserved to be egged so, and get yeah. used tampons. Oh. So we were, the, we were called the red rag regime at one point. <laughs> and there was this professor that he was a poetry professor. And so you can imagine back, uh, you know, decade. I'm not going to say the year if that's okay. I know. Sure. I have issues. I totally am, uh, you know, not a... Uh, I have a lot of flaws, but anyways, so so we, I think I came back to the group and I said, hey, this professor, he said this and that about women, so we yeah. said, we're going to get him. Yeah. So we found, you know, it was easy to find out where people lived. Right? Yeah. It was easier before uh, the internet to find out where people lived. Uh-huh. We had a thing called the phone book. Yeah. <laughs> it was paper. Yeah. They put the drop it off on your doorstep. Yeah, yeah. So we found him. We, we, and nobody locked their doors. This was a small college town. We got in there and then we would just trash his house and then we left a, a box with uh, all our, we collected all our tampons. Uh-huh. We didn't just throw them away. We collected them and then Whoa. we would leave them on our, and, and he, unfortunately, thought this was a great thing and he did an interview with the local paper and he said, yes, they were used. I smelled them. (gasps) (laughs) He said that. I don't know if he did, but he got us. He got us. So it's really bad when they turn the tables on you. (laughs) Wow. It's not, I did not think it was going to go there, but we destroyed, we did destroy a number of, uh, you know, men's homes. There was this one woman that, um, I had a big crush on. Yeah. And um, and she came back to the group. And again, these weren't lesbians. These were just like people that we knew that would tell us things. And uh-huh. so I had a personal interest since I wanted to uh, fuck this lady. Yeah. I'm just saying fuck now because you said I yeah, could. Yeah, totally uncensored right. here. Yeah, because um, I would have you know softened it for you know. KPFA. <laughs> yeah. KPFA. Um, and so, um, so then it was like I got the group going, and so we egged his apartment. We put um, button mushrooms in his toilet. I don't know why. Uh, then we took his uh, the dog food, um, uh-huh. and we just uh, flung it up so it's you know stuck Ooh. on the ceiling. And uh, 
And then we broke his guitar. <gasps> I know. I know it was a really good guitar because that's, you know, he was like, you know, back then he was like the dude with the guitar. I guess those dudes are still around. Uh, yeah, that's a classic. Um, and so um, oh. he never, he was never sure who did it. Yeah. And and now I think he's old enough where I could take him in a fight. Yeah. But, you know, he was, he was always trying to find out. I mean, for <clears throat> 10 years, 20 years, I'd find out about this guy yeah. who was trying to find the culprits who broke yeah. his guitar. Yeah. And that... I regret doing that. Yeah. I regret. I regret breaking the guitar. Yeah. Uh, everything else was fine. Yeah. Well, I think it's difficult when people are so their behavior is so problematic, and then it's like there's all this rage that we have inside. And yeah, it wasn't like it didn't. He, nobody deserved what we did. Oh yes, yes, yeah. I was thinking more of like how to hold people accountable for their actions. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes those we don't have those tools at our disposal, so we just do what we what we can do. I, I think it was just that we were. Uh, kind of maniac maniacs yeah yeah and you know we we were definitely um you know the society then was uh you know we we were just realizing how fuck things were yes and so really you know we were probably needed to just take our anger to you know to higher authorities yes yeah but we were we were just going who you know whoever was near who had any inkling of guilt wow um and uh, and also because we could, yeah. because nobody locked their doors. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think people sometimes are, or at least back then in that generation, in 1920, you, you just had no idea. You know, you were just wild. Mm-hmm. We were just wild. We just wanted to break stuff, wow. smash stuff just just to do it. Yeah. You know? So, uh, I, I, I'm not saying don't destroy stuff. Yeah. Maybe just we should choose what we destroy. Yeah, yeah. And and if there's another, you know, and, and also, like, what is it going to actually fix the situation? Right. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know, so, yeah. you know, all that energy, yes. you know, maybe there's a smarter way to go. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. guess that's my message, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Destruction in itself. Yeah. You know, and I, I know that you have, a, you know, some listeners who do just destroy stuff, you know, but I don't know. I just, I would just think that I'm really into persuasion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the thing is, like, what happens when we can't persuade people or when they won't listen to reason, then... I de- you know, general then strike. Yeah. General strike is, yeah. is... I don't know. I'm not... I don't understand uh, why our country doesn't do it or what it will take. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe... Uh, and I'm not, again, an expert on the new health bill, but this this might this might do it where everyone just stops and the country stops because they, yeah. they do this in other countries. I yes, mean, France yes. was, you know, famous for oh, it. Oh, yeah. And that's it. And, the, you know, you don't just shut down the government. Everything shuts down and right. you just wait. Right. So, I'm, I, well, I mean, I don't really, you know, I mean, if I went on strike, nobody would notice because I just like... Sure. <laughs> just, I'm just going to sit at the desk. Yeah. Or, I mean, also... I'm not typing... Well, yeah, and also like what you do, the, the the work that you do helps people, as opposed to someone who's going to be working in an office or working for a company or a corporation. That's right. Going I to can enter, the entertain the protesters. Yeah, yeah. You, you would your presence. Strikers. Your presence is a is a gift. That's true. So yeah, so uh, no strike for the wicked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It's interesting to think about what what can be done and what will be done and what people are also willing to do. Yeah, it's hard when people are back against have their backs against a wall. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, so I don't, uh, I just watch cartoons. Oh, yeah? What are your favorite cartoons? <laughs> no, I, oh, um, what are my favorite cartoons? I'm sorry, I lied. I didn't, I don't watch okay. cartoons. <laughs> okay. I watch cat videos. Okay. So, 
Now you can't ask me because they're all the same. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, I watched this video yeah. uh, last night, and it was Jack Russell's, uh-huh. um, and it was, uh, I think they're they're Dutch. Yeah. The lady said something Dutch, and then the writing underneath was, I think, Dutch. Yeah. And um, the the dogs are all, ex- you know, like just excited. They mm-hmm. want to get out of the house, and so the door opens, and there's like four of them, and they run out of the uh, house, yeah. and uh, they run up these steps, and they run into the uh, little backyard swimming pool it's like a above ground swimming pool yeah and they all run into the swimming pool and then they just start swimming and going up steps and all that oh. and uh, they're just having like but they're i used to have a jack russell terrier and uh i don't know they're they're kind of eerie how you know just the intensity they've got uh-huh. um so that that's actually my new favorite video oh, okay. and then i was going to post it on my page yeah but i have this um this awareness now of people who post these videos where animals are doing cute things uh-huh. because a lot of those animals were you know like teaching an animal to do a trick is oh, not yeah. a good thing yeah and and some of these things go to the extreme and then there was a video that my friend posted that was about um what these you know like somehow they had these secret cameras to oh. show what the animals go through oh. terrible terrible things i'm sorry i'm sorry i shouldn't even mention it oh yet. no this just shows about ter- revealing terrible things that yeah but i don't world. like to okay i don't like to okay gotcha <laughs> okay but i, I just i'm just yeah. moving along just yeah. to say don't post those don't oh, post okay. those animal animal things where they're doing tricks and so then i wasn't quite sure Knowing Jack Russell's, I think this was their mm-hmm. their will and nobody else's will, yeah. you know. Uh, but still, it's like, I didn't want to do that. And then somebody else is going to post, like, what they think is a cute animal mm-hmm. video. And then I have to, you know, be the Facebook enforcer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's kind of uh, that's kind of my new campaign like don't post those animal videos okay i hadn't really given that much thought that's well you probably don't post them i don't i just post articles (laughs) about cops abusing people and prisons and And there's usually a fist and there's a broken heart and there's yeah Yeah. there's a lot of uh yeah a lot of flaming red colors yeah i do the angry emoticon i don't know why it's the the furthest on the right but like I find like angry, 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 and then I, I mean I love what my friends post, but oftentimes it's like angry, 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 angry. I and I love that. I mean because when I first met you, yeah, uh, I saw you do just a purely hilarious routine. Oh, and it was I think it was at uh, Blythe and Baruch's. Yeah, the the crew open mic. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. I know. Miss that a lot. I know. Of all the bookstores, why did that one have to close? But. Uh, <sighs> But they were just so pure, yeah. and it's very hard for the pure to remain in this city, yeah. and um, you know, perhaps in this world. But yeah, it was, uh, and I know that you do improv, and so mm-hmm. you know, you can be frivolous, yeah. But you know, there's there's work to be done, and I thank you for for doing it. Oh. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's hard to. I feel like also just the circles that we travel in. It's hard not to hear. And what friends are saying and people that in our lives are saying and then not kind of repeat that to the masses and just yeah. kind of spread the word because I feel it's, it's also crucial. Like even if we're not experiencing things personally, it's important that we get the word out about what other folks are, are going through. So and that's and also just seeing the, the similarities, too, and, you know, finding the, the common aggressors, whether it's law enforcement in a lot of ways or government in some ways. Or just, so, yeah, because yeah, you're I mean, you're about that. 
And I have been about that. And now I don't know what I'm about. You know, I just, I'm very, like, the context of the world is is terrifying. Yes, and it's yeah. wrong. And I guess, I guess some of us have, you know, have checked out a bit since, yeah. you know, after the election. Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure out, you know, like what the strategy is, you know, instead of breaking into somebody's house where the door's unlocked is like, can I come up with some sort of device or, you know, pants that have poisonous spikes? (laughs) Yeah. Can I, you know, and I kind of feel like I'm going to come up with the angle. Yeah. That's like super smooth. Yeah. And super effective. Yeah. Um, Just off topic. um, I know that, you know, people just... You know, we hate ourselves, but we do participate in Facebook. Yeah. And um, oh, I yeah. think one of the dumbest things this month has been the pride emoji. Uh-huh. Because it doesn't even make sense grammatically. Yeah. Because it used to be, you know, the thumb. Yeah. You know, I like it. And yes. you do the thumb. Yeah. And it, at least it was like less time on Facebook. But I really go over this now. Well, because I'm a person who uses a lot of exclamation points. Yes. And I just over overdo it with, you know, my reactions. So the the thumbs up was good. And then suddenly we had all these options, yeah. you know. Am I angry about it? And and what what in the post? Am I, you know, somebody's saying something painful. Yes. It's like, am I angry? Do I have a tear? Yes. But still it's like, it's like I need to say more. Yes. And then they came up with the pride emoji, yeah. which is which is not even like I'm angry about that. I love that. I'm sad about that. It's like I'm proud. I'm pride that. Yeah. I'm pride. It doesn't yeah. even. And then it was like this this rollout that they had where you know, like the heteros were getting it before the queers, mm-hmm. and it's like shouldn't the queers get it? And then I felt like they weren't going to give it to me. And then people were going, you just have to go to the LGBT which, page Which isn't true. Facebook. I've never liked that page and I still got the emoji. So I don't even know, I don't even know what that was about. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't like the, you know, I just like, I'm not going to click that yeah. and give them, you know, give them the satisfaction. And it's yeah. like, how gross yeah. to have like my, my sexuality and, and my struggle yes. uh, on a page, a Facebook page. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, and don't give me the rainbow thing. And I didn't even want it, yeah. but I just didn't like that other people getting it. I wasn't. Yes. So finally I get it on June 20th when it's almost <laughs> July, I get the pride emoji Oh. and, and now I've just been using it just you know, in a, an ironic fashion. Mm-hmm. We need an ironic yeah. emoji. Yeah. yeah. I like, there's so many more emotions that I feel like I feel when I read people's posts a lot of the time. Like there is like the compassion and sometimes people say that if there could be like an eye roll or like an ugh, I feel like that, that would be just this kind of, or disgusted. Yeah. I feel that would be, that would be good. But yeah, Facebook, Facebook is, can be problematic. Roman. Yeah. I, um, you know, I just I just had that significant birthday party. Yeah, which was great. F- f- An amazing show. Sixty, by the way. <laughs> yes. So, f- f- so I so and you know I I try to be current and I'm also in you know in denial because I I'm really immature and I haven't changed much from you know from the time I was eight years old and I I just you know I know that you know. I am, uh, you know, perceived as a ma'am, you know, and it's okay, it's all right. And it's like, and sometimes I go, yeah, great, you know, I'm uh, I'm of the age where, you know, I give zero fucks. Yeah. I don't have to, nobody expects me to. I can shoplift, get away with it because I'm invisible. Uh, <laughs> I can yeah. e- e- evade the fair. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I don't shoplift because I'm... Uh, 
I'm clumsy and I'm anxious <laughs> and I, I do it poorly. I was arrested for shoplifting oh. once when I was like 23. Yeah. I was put in jail in uh, Eugene, Oregon. Oh. I was the only person in jail oh, in gosh. Eugene, Oregon. So wow. um, they were so excited to have somebody. Wow. <laughs> was this by the, the university? Earth. University bookstore. Yeah, okay. I was trying to impress. I was with this feminist theater troupe, and um, they were always stealing. Yeah, and, and they were stealing furniture. Wow. And so I tried to sc- steal some scotch tape uh-huh. uh, to put flyers up. Scotch yeah. tape and masking tape. Yeah. But I got so um, you know I just I get a panic attack immediately, and so. I got the um, tape and the and I had it in both hands and then I I did a big sort of arc with my arms to put the tape into my backpack uh-huh. and then I'm I'm just walking out in super slow motion and then I'm like like a, like a quarter of a block away yeah and I hear this panting <sighs> and it was the uh, uh, and then somebody's going miss miss because I was young enough to be called miss miss and I turn around and it was a security guard who was really having uh, you know wasn't he just wasn't used to running uh-huh. and he says I and he said to me <laughs> this is the worst shoplifter he says to me I believe you have something that belongs to us and I turned around and I said Oh, you mean the tape? <laughs> and he said yes. And then he brought me back into the oh, no. college bookstore, which oh. is the last place anyone should shoplift because that's all that college students do is shoplift. Mm. And so he walked me back and all the shoppers were, because nobody gets arrested in Eugene. Yeah. And they were just all looking at me and then he takes me to the back room. Oh. And uh, oh. you know, then I had to empty you know, all my pockets in my bag. <laughs> and then I, I had a joint on me. Oh. And but you know, but I it still was illegal even in Eugene. Yeah. And so I just took it and I threw the joint in the garbage. Oh. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> multiple <laughs> losses there. <laughs> yeah. And then they took me to prison. They uh, handcuffed me oh, and searched for me for fucking scotch tape for putting up flyers. That... You know what was the weird thing? Oh, um I got a little bit of a boner <laughs> when I was handcuffed and then they frisked me. The cop frisked me. I uh-huh. got a little bit of a boner. <laughs> I, I, I eat too much <laughs> and then I went in the in the jail and I had just had we had just gone to the best brunch place in Eugene uh-huh. it was all you can eat and so all the food was kind of just churning up but fortunately oh. I had my little toilet <laughs> wow so, so <laughs> and then my friends uh, finally just you know when I didn't come back to the van yeah because I was supposed to go to this bookstore and buy the tape. Yeah. I had petty cash. Oh. But I wanted to come back and um, you know, show them I'd stolen the tape. I see. So, yeah. okay. so when I didn't return back to the van, after about an hour, mm-hmm. they checked the police and they, they got me out on bail. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How exciting. And all that for tape. I've said too much. I mean, I feel like if everyone were to talk about things that they've done in their lives, I mean... It would never be as interesting as what I said. No, no. That's right, because I'm a badass bitch. (laughs) Well, we can take a bit of a music break and then get back to some... I actually must go. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Oh. Is that... Um, Oh, okay. Oh, Oh, no, I can't. No, you gave me those puppy dog eyes. I didn't mean to. Oh, no. I'll tell you, let's take a bit of a break and then we'll just... 
you and I will we'll prepare for my departure and we'll do this properly. We'll do it properly. Oh, sure, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll spawn some music and yeah. Okay, okay. Happy, yeah, happy to have you here. So. Okay, okay, okay. But again, it's I super. Ca- I didn't mean to. Yeah, it was just. It's like having you here, so it's not. Oh know. yeah, no. I was. I didn't know. I don't know how long the show is. Oh yeah, we go till two. So you're welcome to stay like for however long you're you're able to. Oh uh, yeah, I have yeah. to have a yeah, business meeting. Oh, I'm curious. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll play some more songs and then we'll be back in a bit. Only straight girls wear dresses at red upon the stall while the Cross her foamy brew, checked out my hot pants and fancy hairdo. I saw a spark of interest in her half-closed eyes, so I moseyed over to her, feeling sex between my thighs. Lo and behold, I 
up or should I pull her down instead? This girl was wet with sweat and lust, I could see. I began to wonder what she would do for me. She began to drool and I heard a loud wail. Then she came with a tremor that measured on the Richter scale. Only straight girls wear dresses flared in red above her head. As she stared at me with surprise and respect. Now before you eat me, you better eat those words. She grabbed me by the neck and the rest is a blur. review that was tribe eight with wrong bathroom before that we heard cwa with only straight girls wear dresses we're here with marga gomez thank you so much for being here marga thanks i'm i'm going through some uh, remorse right now oh i just feel like i said too much and i talked too fast and i didn't finish any of the stories and i shouldn't have started them <laughs> 
as someone who is here listening, I was very engaged, and I feel like I also get to know you better, which I appreciate. Thank you. You know, um, I, I, and then you know during the during the break and the yay tribe eight, um, we were talking about therapy, going to a yes. therapist. Yeah. And I think I really should just go to a therapist. I, why should I go on your show? And these are things I should say in session. Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe the show operates that way. And oh. I mean, not like unintentionally, but it's also, I feel like in general, like we all need to talk more and listen more to each other. So, uh, because yeah, I, you know, I saw Hamilton okay. and uh, Burr uh-huh. said to Hamilton, talk less, smile more. Oh, Maybe for some people I can see that. But I think for, for a lot of folks, I mean, we do need to have more, especially like it's really nice to talk to people in person as opposed to online or behind a screen. So I feel like that can be helpful. If people listen to this and want to give me some support, they can um, they can uh, hit me up on Twitter and yeah. say I was okay or tell me I was bad. No, don't do that. No, because I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> You're great. Well, this is also just like a low pressure, you know, I ideally like to have it be comfortable for everyone who's here. Yeah, the Twitter, at uh, Market Gomez yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, so we were, we were, last time I saw you, yeah. was at uh, the after party yeah. for the show at Feinstein's. Yeah. For the show at Feinstein's. Yeah. It was a super fancy cabaret, mm-hmm. which was a little bit daunting. And by the time I went on stage, I, you know, I was sort of, I just th- threw away the plan that I had and just started talking to people in the audience. And it felt really good. Mm-hmm. It felt really good to just freeform it. Yeah. Um, to kind of, um, there were there's material that I have or stories that I have, and they would just kind of come up. It was an organic show, which I never do, and I should. Um, and, and then... At the end, everybody was so happy, and they all seemed so good with what I did. Yeah. And then now I'm waking up, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm I'm just horrified, and I'm thinking everything was terrible. It was a wonderful show. Everyone enjoyed it. It was really great. Dom was great. Tom was great. It was a really... You were wonderful. Oh, my wonderful. God. Dom and Tom. Yeah. Just, that just I happened. I didn't even realize that... They rhyme. It, it's uh, and also just having like you know queer folks you know for lack of better words you know it's like have folks on stage is really awesome and I think it's really important to be able to to provide space for other folks to. I think to what share. they did was uh, at Fine Sciences they were sort of um, they curated June to be part of Pride mm-hmm. although nobody ever really explained it to me but I kind of was putting the was connecting the dots yeah. <laughs> um, but it's but it's interesting because I think that um, there are uh, you know the therapy might be good and I went to therapy for a couple of years in uh, in New York and then I, I I quit my therapist when when I found out that she had been an actress oh yeah yeah after about after about maybe a year two years uh, she just kind of casually mentioned that she was an actress and then I didn't want to go to her anymore huh. Yeah. So she was an actress in, in addition she, to being a therapist? Or she had she been had, an actress. Oh, she had been act- okay, previously. Yeah. yeah. And then I Googled her, and then I realized, I'm, I'm not into this. I want somebody who's just, who's born to be a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> she was just an actress. Then I could just talk to 
another actress. Yeah. That was wrong. <laughs> and I obviously need more therapy. So, yeah, I might I might check that out. Although, now that I think about it, I was pretty great in our interview. I was fun. Yeah, you're I absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. I mean, I always listen to the show and I'm definitely going to listen again. <laughs> I'm not um, just saying that. Like it's and as mentioning before during the break too, it's oftentimes doing the show, it's it's a lot of heavy material and a lot of intense material and it's really great to remember that there's more there's more out there. You know, we're, we're fighting for something good. You know, we're, we're fighting so we can all have humor and all have, you know, comfort in our lives and to find the, the humor in, in things. Well, you know, I, I, teach, um, I teach solo performance, but with, uh, you know, with a tip to humor, you know, mm-hmm. with, a, with a focus on humor because, yeah. you know, people start talking about their lives. Um, it should be. And when they, when they perform about their lives, I really think that... Uh, it should be something that they have to do, not just because, oh, I can, you know, I look good on stage and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm great at expressing myself and uh, I can make people laugh. It's, no, but if you do a one-person show, yeah. uh, and I've done 12, and they're usually something that is really up for me and there's something that, that I've got to solve. And maybe that's why I don't go to therapy, because it is true that my work is very therapeutic. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, it's, and, and it's not kind of like a... Uh, it's not sort of like I'm jerking off or, well, I mean, I mean, you know, psychically jerking off. Yeah. Um, and I don't literally jerk off on stage because uh, that would take too long. <laughs> but, um, but what I mean, it's not self-indulgent. That yes. was the word I was yes, looking for. Yes. Um, but that it's something that I feel if I saw this, would I be interested? And yeah. I think the stuff that is the most yeah. specific and personal and... Uh, urgent is yes. what people should do and then after that to find the humor and the ridiculous aspect of it because yeah. people in even in in the mo- the worst circumstances and i suppose we there are circumstances where there is just there is no chance to find the humor yes. but but there is a lot of getting there where yeah. there's just a gallows humor to it yeah. and it helps us you know, it helps to survive it. And, and in everybody's family, there's, there's humor. So, um, so that's, uh, uh, I, I, I forget what I was getting to there. <laughs> um, but I, I guess maybe I'll, I'll just talk about this, this work that I do. So yeah. I am working right now on uh, my 12th solo piece. And I kind of say that it's my 12th, uh, one person show called Latin Standards, mm-hmm. which you've seen yes. like th- three or four times, yeah. and you've helped me also uh, in the show. You've introduced the show to audience people, and you've you've done I mean, you've been such a support to to my work. And uh, so now it's going to uh, be in a conference. I can't say what yet because okay. it's not the official announcement isn't happening, but I, I'm rewriting it. Oh, okay. It opened in New York in January and it got a great review in the New York Times. Yeah. And kind of like, I want to be able to just like, can I just quit show business now and just relax? But I don't have the funds. Yes. Yeah. And, and also, I guess I still love to do it. So thinking about the show is it pre- premiered at the public theater. It got... It got a 
big review in the New York Times, favorable mm-hmm. review on a Friday. I mean, it's a thing that sometimes people kind of pay money for advertising. To I got it. Yeah. And yet, I want to totally redo this show. Mm-hmm. It was done with projections, and it was a very expensive production to do. And I want to... I want to minimize it, yes. and I want it to be a show that I can perform anywhere. I, yeah. could, I could just perform it here yeah. at, at Mutiny. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I'm going to do, and I want to go deeper deeper into the story of my father and deeper into being a an artist and a performer mm-hmm. in a world where all your opportunities are vanishing yes and where the zeitgeist is about what kind of you know what what's the app i can make about this yeah and where the thing that we're doing which is ancient where we tell stories mm-hmm. where we pass stories on where it's an oral history yeah is you know we're almost being forced out of doing that where almost people don't want to listen that's the craziest thing too it's like people don't want to listen it's not even like oh there's no theaters yeah there's no one who will look up from their screen Mm. to see you yeah uh so that's that's the biggest challenge of all that's what makes me want to quit and that's what makes me keep going because i want to make people look up yes That's beautiful. Wow, that is good. Wow. (laughs) That right there. I think that, I think we did it. Yeah, I think we definitely did. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I finally made a point. (laughs) A point that I dig. Yeah, well, sometimes, yeah, it takes time just to, like, to talk through things. Yeah. To, find, I mean, that right there. Well, it's like that exercise where you're supposed to, you know, write and you keep your pen to the paper for 10 minutes or however long. Free writing? Yeah, free writing. Yeah, Yeah. free writing. And then you look back afterwards and you, like, circle certain phrases or words that really pop out. And that, you know, sometimes it just takes, I don't know, I feel like time just to, like, talk and get things out and then going back. I didn't know that you're supposed to circle things. I was just like, oh, oh God. All right. What am I going to do with this paper? <laughs> I didn't know about the circle. Oh. I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that every day. Yay. No, I'm not going to do it every day. Whatever. I'm going I'm yeah. to ju- every other day. Yeah. Every other day. I'm going to. Oh. Okay. I make a promise to you, Roman. Yeah. And to all the listeners that I am going to free write every other day mm-hmm. for at least 10 minutes. And I'm going to look back and circle circle a phrase or two or three that pop out and i'm going to do that what is it now uh june 23rd june 23rd i'm going to do this until july 23rd awesome okay wow this is exciting i'm going to do that and i'm going to keep uh i'm going to go on uh i'm going to i don't really tweet things like that on Mm -hmm. twitter but i'm going to just just do that because nobody looks at my twitter anyways i have a lot of followers but i don't know what they are they never they never you know do anything. I don't have any feedback from them. Um, also, um, can I mention my website? Yeah, I was about to say, yes. It's uh, margagomez.com. Uh, I am sort of uh, at the point of uh, putting new content on there because I think I haven't really touched it for about a month. Mm-hmm. So everything's just a little bit, you know, not a lot of action going on. So there's things I want to do, uh, just like Hamilton. <laughs> I was taken for my birthday. I can't afford those tickets, and I play the lottery oh, to yeah. win the tickets. But it, it really was, you know, it really was a great, a, a, a great achievement by Lin Manuel Miranda, who, you know, spent uh, at least a minimum of ten years writing it wow. and researching it, wow. and you know, just just honing it. And it is really, I, I, you know, I mean, it's really fucked up that that 
it's not available to yeah. all of us. Yeah. Um, and I'm not blaming him or anything, but just that it's set up where you have to have all this money or you play the lottery. I mean, that's kind of the way life is yes. for people who 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 have uh, privilege and have not. It yeah. is life is a lottery. Yes. And yeah, if we it believe is. in afterlife, you know, then if we live this life the best we can, then maybe whether we come back with money or no money but but the grace to know how to live with that is part of the lottery i don't have the grace to live with no money so that's why i'm in such turmoil <laughs> uh, but um just yes yeah, so i'm just going to be a gambler yeah i mean life is a gamble so yeah so that's it um thanks for having me we've been trying to do this for a while yeah yeah, yeah. i'm really glad and it, you're so recently was wonderful I'm always for folks who haven't seen Margaret perform live please next time I mean Ooh. you're just great uh, I am going to be doing something in uh, uh, San Francisco and yes. uh, I'm going to be emceeing uh, Pride the, the first few hours of Pride the main stage oh okay uh, and then I'll be doing this thing on Saturday. It's Concert for America. Okay. And they're going to live stream it. So oh, cool. It's twenty dollars to buy a ticket, and mm-hmm. it's going to be all these celebrities and me. Uh, uh, Alan Cummings going to be in it. Um, uh, Armistead Mopin, Sharon Glass. Oh yeah. Uh, Jane Lynch. Okay. Um, and so twenty bucks is you know it's a pretty good good price. Um, and if you don't have that, you can actually watch it on live stream. And the money they make, uh, I think a lot of the money they make is going to go to uh, five uh, uh, nonprofits, mm-hmm. uh, human rights nonprofits, Southern okay. Poverty Southern Poverty Law oh, Center. Yeah. Yeah, they do and I don't remember work. the, but you can go to that website. It's uh, concerts. Mm-hmm. For America.com. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. And then I'll be doing a selection of my solo show at Stageworks. Yay! Uh, and that's going to be uh, July, I think it's July 26th or 27th. Okay. It's Solo Sundays. So oh, yeah. they can find it from the website. So, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here, Marga. Thank you, Roman. Yeah, I'm going to put on some music and we'll be back with some news in a little bit.
Welcome back to the Weekly Review. That was The Need with Remy Isabella. Thank you, Lucy, for that suggestion. Before that, some village people. Big thank you again to Marga Gomez for coming here to the studio to talk. It's always a pleasure to see Marga. And if you have, again, if you haven't seen Marga perform yet, um, please do check out the next time she is performing. Just wonderful. And you can check out Marga's uh, performing schedule and contact info at margagomez.com. Again, that's margagomez.com. So we've got a few more minutes here on the weekly review. Uh, wanting to also say a thank you to folks who have financially been able to support the show. Thank you to Praveen and to Kim and Jake and Mike, Michael <laughs> and Kristen. I always go through those lists in my head. And I, I get that some folks write down at uh, Janice. Thank you. Uh, Blythe. People who write down, I, I get that some folks do their radio shows and they write down things ahead of time. I usually do not. So I'm going from the top of my head. So thank you. If you would like to contribute to the show, this is uh, it's a pay-to-play model. So we really just rent the space here and we do it because we love it. It's important to get voices out there that are not necessarily uh, heard a lot by the masses. So I really believe in doing this. We've been doing this here, or I've been doing this show since 2013. And now it's 2017. So little over three and a half years now and would love to continue doing this and to sound like the old school pbs or npr can't do it without listeners like you so if you are able to financially support even a dollar a month i I would be a huge i would appreciate that so much you can go to patreon.com forward slash weekly rev and that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash w-e-e-k-l-y-r-e-v also, feel free to contact me if you want to do a one-time uh, donation. That's really cool and appreciated as well. But really, um, it'd be great to help be able to uh, provide rental the rental fees for the space. That'd be great. Um, we're almost we're, we're 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 getting there. We're getting to our our goals to reach a hundred dollars a month. We're getting there. So please, uh, even a dollar a month would be a huge help for us. Uh, if you can donate, that'd be wonderful. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash weekly rev, or you can contact me if you know me. Uh, find a way to get in contact with me. That'd be great. We're also raising some funds here at the radio station. You can go to mutinyradio.fm to find out ways to support. We have shows that are available. If you'd like to have a show of your own, you can do that. We're looking for folks who want to um, donate art, or not donate art, but display their art on the walls uh, so folks can also purchase your art. We definitely were just talking about how we need more art in the world. We do. We do, we, we have a lot of art in the world. We need more appreciation for it and more dis- art displays. So if you have art you'd like to display here, you can check out um, you can send an email to Pam Sedai, and that's P-A-M-S-E-D-A-I at Hotmail.com. So that's happening. We have a lot of Saturday nights open here for rentals. If you would like to do a show, if you have a band or a comedy show, a spoken word, news program, whatever you want, you could sit here and do – it's uncensored. You can do whatever you want. If you are have some good politics, and I'm assuming you do if you listen to this show, and want to do a show of your own, uh, any kind of show – we have open slots available, so please do check us out, mutinyradio.fm, to find out if you can, you definitely can. So just uh, find out times you can have a show here. Also, um, wanting to um, just send a lot of love out to my friend Brandon, um, and in memory of his mom, uh, Bobby Griggs, sending lots of love to the Griggs family uh, out there. Um, I know this is not much, just wanting to... Um, it's sending out love through the through the airwaves, through energy, and sending love. Um, Brandon, thank you for being such a wonderful friend and a supporter of the show. 
and your mom was wonderful and really wanting to appreciate what she brought to this world. And, um, yeah, so sending a lot of love out there, sending lots of love out to everyone right now who is suffering. And it's not easy. It's the world is not just, it's not fair. There's a lot of really great and kind people out there who don't get what they deserve. And that's, that's really fucked up for lack of better words. So I really wanted to send the, the love out there, love and kindness and gentleness, uh, for folks out there who are authentic and kind, even when there's lots of reasons to, to not be. So wanting to, to, to spread that out there into the universe. Um, we're going to play another song and then we'll be back uh, finishing up the show in a bit. Coming up after this will be Global Val with Women's Magazine around 2 p.m. And following that will be Global Val and Diamond Dave, among with many other folks for the Common Thread Collective. And that will be from 3 to 6 p.m. here at Mutiny Radio. Today is also Trans March at Dolores Park. It has already started. There's a gathering. It's a really great event. I'll be heading over there later today. Come say hi. I'll be marching with the Justice for Kayla Moore Coalition. And so you can come join March with us. And there's a lot of, again, lots of really great things happening. And I know pride is a lot for a lot of people. So I'm actually, I'm going, I know I said I was going to play some music. And I will. I'll end up the show with some music. But I also wanted to play a brief clip. Not that brief. It's kind of brief. Since we've already gone over a lot of a lot of the news. Um, I know uh, for folks who are sober, pride especially can be a difficult time because there's a lot of alcohol consumption and a lot of substances used. And uh, this is not to, sh- to shame anyone. We all go through things. And again, the world's not easy. So, um, But for folks who are struggling with sobriety, especially within the LGBT community, it can be hard um, since a lot, the very few spaces that we are able to go to are happen to be bars, for instance. And there's a lot of people, the, some of the people who are supporting or sponsoring the the parade are happen to be Bud Light and Smirnoff and other alcohol. Like the alcohol industry, I think, takes advantage of the queer community, similar to like cigarettes. And it's, there's one thing about having a, you know, having a nice good time. And then also when alcoholism is something that deeply affects a lot of people and people have lost loved ones. And especially within the queer community where substance abuse and alcohol use and overuse uh, is really detrimental because it's not easy to live in this life. So this is a, a video that daily extra made about going out sober. So hopefully if you are also someone who is along those lines and or wanting to be this, you can take some inspiration from this. What's good about sobriety guys? You know where all your shit is all the time. I don't lose my clothing anymore. And I remember yesterday. I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much every weekend I go out partying and I always go out with a crew of sober queer and trans people. Make sure you have friends that are around you that support your sobriety. I won't go out alone. Going out alone tends to increase my anxiety, which is a trigger for me. If you're going out sober, know that there's so many awesome drinks that you can get that don't have alcohol in them. Shirley Temples, Virgin Pina Coladas, Perrier, Soda Pop. Always make sure you have something in your hand or something to drink. Everybody has something in their hands around you and you feel awkward and weird. I don't want to feel awkward or weird at a party. I want to feel good. Some people in recovery like to drink energy drinks, coffee before going out to wake yourself up a bit and have the energy to be dancing or doing whatever it is you want to do all night. If you look good, you're going to feel good. Make sure your outfit looks fly when you go out and you're going to feel confident and you won't 
want to drink if you're looking that good. So fanny packs are my ultimate accessory for going out. Make sure you carry gum, make sure you carry a water bottle. Also, if you leave your water laying around, people could put something in it. So it's good to just know that you're safe with all of your stuff, right? in your crotch. <laughs> it's really important when I'm going to a space where I know there will be drugs or alcohol around, I have a purpose in that space beyond just being there. So if I'm going to a bar, I make sure I'm going for live music, I'm going for dancing, I'm going for a friend's birthday party. Make sure that you try to reduce your vulnerabilities, get enough sleep, eat. I've learned to pace my energy, um, so one of the things I like to do before I go out is I like to make sure that I'm in a good headspace. Be prepared physically, get some good rest, drink lots of water before you go out, have a good meal, do some push-ups, get your biceps looking clean and fit, do a little dance before you go out. If you're feeling triggered, um, just know what your triggers are beforehand. I have the right and permission to leave a space whenever I feel unsafe or triggered or like I'm just not having fun anymore. I'm not going to miss out and my sobriety comes first. You can just be selective and if you end up somewhere that you are uncomfortable, you can leave. I usually have people around me who are willing to leave with me if I need to leave a space. I have a lot of friends that are sober allies and they don't necessarily want to be sober. I think it's just important to have a dialogue, open communication, and to be able to trust whoever you're hanging out with. There's nothing wrong with going out with people who aren't sober, um, as long as they're supportive and they understand your boundaries. I don't really want to make out with somebody if they've been drinking hard liquor. Like, that doesn't sound fun to me. If you have a friend who doesn't necessarily need to drink or use to feel comfortable, uh, in social settings or out partying, then maybe you can have an open discussion with them about staying sober for the night with you. I also make sure that um, my phone is charged so that I can contact a sponsor or a friend who supports my sobriety. If you don't get uh, a hold of someone right away, then send a text to someone else or call someone else. Uh, don't stop until you like reach someone. There's a couple of slogans I like to keep in my mind, and my favorite one is Remember When. Um, I think back to the days uh, when I was using and drinking and where that took me, um, and I don't ever want to be there again. I remind myself that first things first, so first thing is I have to make sure that I feel safe and comfortable in the environment. Making sure that you are putting your sobriety first, make sure that you're putting your priorities first, have a slogan or a mantra. Know your triggers. Don't try to keep up. Know your resources. It's okay to leave. Have an exit strategy. You can't get drunk with a dick in your mouth. <laughs> Sober, queer, and trans people do exist. Good job. Thank you. Dope. All right, so that were just some tips on staying sober during Pride. So Val is here, and Women's Magazine with Global Val will be starting up in just a bit. So uh, I'm gonna end the end the show. Uh, the, I've been only playing, you know, from queer artists today. However, this song was in my head this morning. I I had an energy drink drink late last night, and I was thinking about all these things in the world that bother me, which are a lot of things. And I had to just post it all out. And one thing that was bothering me. One of the many was just, uh, as I mentioned before, with TERFs. So the folks who are exclusionary towards uh, trans women. And so I've written a paragraph about a few other things, like the Pride event being super corporate, about folks defending murderous cops, about... There's one more thing I had uh, in addition. 
Uh, and I will I will look that up right now. Because there was a lot, oh, yes, the folks who were angry at the politicians and not so much the cops who were following orders. And then by the time I got to thinking about TERFs, all I could all I could just write was, TERFs, please stop TERFing. And in my mind, that was to the tune of Higher Ground by Stevie Wonder. <laughs> so I'm going to play that now for everyone. Lots of great messages in this song, of course. And we can also always uh, add and change a few lyrics of our own to, to, to suit kind of what we're feeling right now and maybe update it for the times. So here's Higher Ground by Stevie Wonder. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Please, if you would like to donate, check out patreon.com slash weeklyrev. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash weeklyrev. Uh, my name is Roman. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. Check out mutinyradio.fm. For we have shows here every day of the week if you'd like a show of your own. If you'd like to rent space, there's lots of possibilities. We'd love to see you here. We're on 21st and Florida in the Mission. Have a great and safe Pride, everyone, and we'll be back next week.
Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again.